This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. come to him and, 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 and you present all of your excuses and, and you talk about how many times you went to church and all of the different things that you did. Jesus himself actually says, you know, that his response to many people on that day is going to be, I never knew you. We, we don't have any relationship. Depart from me. I, I never knew you. I never knew you. He's not going to be interested in how many times you went to confession or, or how many times you read your Bible even or how many times you went to church. What he's, what he's interested in is, is the relationship. Relationship. Do you have a genuine relationship with the Lord? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us the importance of having a sincere relationship with God. What God desires most isn't our activities of religion, but a genuine relationship with us. He wants us to know Him intimately and to be in His presence daily. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 26 with today's message. Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you're beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. The governor says, you've lost it. You're nuts. You're crazy. Paul said, I'm not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. Paul said to the governor, I'm the sanest man you've ever met. That is so cool. This confrontation between heaven and earth. And only Paul really was aware of what was taking place. But Paul knew. Paul knew. No, I'm not nuts. I'm probably the sanest person you've ever met. Look at verse 26. It gets better. For the king, before whom I also speak freely, knows these things. I think at this point, he turns and makes eye contact with Agrippa. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention, since this thing was not done in a corner. What thing? The crucifixion, the resurrection. This all is like this is all out in the open. King Agrippa knows what I'm talking about. And then look at verse 27. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. Think about it. Who's on trial now? There's Paul, still in chains, looking around, makes eye contact with King Agrippa. Do you believe the prophets? I know you do. I know you do. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am, except for these chains. Think about it, man. This was, you know, they're confronting Paul. You know, they're going to find something to accuse him of. And and Paul says, oh, man, this is great. Look at this audience. I got all of the most influential people in Caesarea. I've got the king. I've got the governor. Oh, thank you, Lord. And he just puts it out there. He just sees an opportunity to preach the gospel one more time. And he does without reservation. 
When he'd said these things, the king stood up, as well as the governor and Bernice and those who sat with him. And when they'd gone aside, they talked among themselves. I bet they did. Can you believe this guy? Saying, this man is doing nothing deserving of death or change. Then Agrippa said to Festus, this man might have been set free if he'd not appealed to Caesar. Almost. You know, I was given a book this past week about Billy Graham and the presidents and the involvement there. And, and you know, over the decades, Billy Graham's interaction with the leaders of our nation and, and regarding his relationship with Lyndon Johnson. They were close friends. Apparently, Billy Graham pretty much every year spent time at the White House during the Johnson administration. He'd go there he'd, he'd, you know, with, with his wife and, and spend a weekend at times, and they'd swim together and, you know, just close friendship. And a, a reporter asked him at one point, because, you know, President Johnson was an imposing, he's a big man, Texan, leader of, of, of the free world, you know, and, and a reporter asked Billy Graham, you know, is it intimidating to be with him? I mean, aren't you just a little bit intimidated by President Johnson? And this reporter said that Graham's response was, you know, actually, to be honest, I think maybe he's just a little bit intimidated by me. <laughs> you know, it's fascinating, guys, to see the reaction of the world to people who really do know God. And do you understand that people can tell? People can tell. When you really have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know him, people can tell. They pick up on it. There's a there's a little a little catchword these days that I really love, you know, yeah, dude's really authentic. He's real. When you know God, people won't know what to do with you. They didn't know what to do with Paul. Because Paul wasn't intimidated by them. He wasn't intimidated by all of their splendor. He wasn't intimidated by all of their power. He wasn't intimidated by the setting. He actually demanded to go present his case to Caesar in Rome. They really didn't know how to handle it. I think they were intimidated by this man because he knew God. And they knew. They, they, they wouldn't have worded it that way, but they knew something was different. You know, I've shared with most of you my testimony. You know, when I was a young man and, and my mom's younger sister came to know Jesus Christ and, and I began to see it. I'd grown up in a religious family, but this wasn't religion. This wasn't about rituals. It wasn't about symbols. It wasn't, it was just a, it sounded like she was meeting God for coffee every morning. And I wanted to know about that. Didn't understand it. I didn't have a box to put it in. You know, I couldn't really, you know, figure it out exactly, but I, I knew that it was real wasn't for show. It was authentic. And, and I, I was baffled by it. I was intimidated by it. Agrippa, he said, I, I almost, you almost persuade me. You almost convinced me I should become a Christian. Almost. That's like saying that bomb almost didn't explode. Do you understand? When we stand face to face with Jesus, as we all will, every every human being alive is one day going to stand face to face with God, face to face with the lamb who was slain before the foundations of the world. That's the way Jesus is referred to. We're all going to stand face to face with him. And and when you come to him and and you present all of your excuses and, and you talk about how many times you went to church and all of the different things that you did, Jesus himself actually says, you know, that his response to many people on that day is going to be, I never knew you. We don't have any relationship. Depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. 
He's not going to be interested in how many times you went to confession or, or how many times you read your Bible even or how many times you went to church. What he's, what he's interested in is, is the relationship. Relationship. Paul's message was turned from following your own appetites and desires and just doing whatever you want and actually turn to God because of what Jesus has accomplished on the cross, because of the fact that he's paid already the penalty for your sin. That's all that you need to do is just turn from that to God and start following. Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. When he took up his cross, he denied his own will, not my will, but yours. I'm, I'm your plan. I'm going to work your plan. I'm going to follow your direction. And he says, you, you have, you need to do the same thing. You know, when I, when I was a young Christian, I heard a lot about people having Jesus as savior, but not as Lord. Do you realize you don't find that anywhere in the Bible? It, it, it doesn't work because he only saves those who come to him in humility and sincerity. And if you come to him in, in humility and sincerity, if you come in repentance, you're turning from your own way. To him, he is the master. He doesn't change to suit you. He is Lord, and you come to him on his terms. Now, as I sit here today, I'm aware of the fact that many of you have probably tried to come to God on your own terms. That many of you who claim the name of Christ are going to stand before him on judgment day, and he's going to look you in the eye and say, I never knew you. I never knew you. But see, the good news is you can straighten that out right here today. You can get that turned around simply by acknowledging him today. Another thing in the book that I found interesting, Billy Graham asked Lyndon Johnson, Mr. President, have you ever asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? And the president said, yes, Billy, I have many times. But I still don't know for sure that if I died today, I'd go to heaven. And Mr. Graham said to him, well, then let's settle it right here in the car. Let's settle. Let's drive a signpost in the ground right now so that you can point to this day and this moment and forevermore be sure that you belong to him and that when you die, you're going to go to be with him. Now, that's the offer that I'm presenting as well, because some of you aren't sure of that. Some of you are not certain that if you died today, you'd go to heaven. You need to get that nailed down. You need to drive that signpost in the ground and be absolutely certain when you walk out of here today that if you died, you would go to heaven, that you'd go to be with him. It's as simple as a decision. I'm no longer going to do just what I think's best. I'm no longer going to be led by human intellect and emotion. From this day forward, I'm going to follow the risen Savior all the way through this life and on into eternity. That's all we have time for today. Pastor Robert has much more to teach us from the pages of God's Word on the next edition of Main Thing Radio. Before we go today, we'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining us in moving the Word of God forward through financially contributing to Main Thing Radio. Here's Pastor Robert to tell you more. I love that God's Word is moving through the nation and that all of us here at Main Thing Radio get to be a part of that. Producing quality editions of this program does incur costs, however, and that's where we're asking for your help generous financial support from believers like you make these broadcasts possible. For donations of $20 or more, I'd like to say thank you by sending you a copy of my wife Elizabeth's book, Come Fill the Gap, 30 Days in the Song of Solomon. This isn't a self-help book. Rather, it's a renewing of a passionate relationship with Jesus through a month-long study of the pages of the Song of Solomon. 
If you'd like to contribute to the ongoing teaching of God's Word here at Main Thing Radio, just click on the Donate button at the top right of the MainThingRadio.com webpage. Thanks, Pastor Robert, and thank you for prayerfully considering joining us in this way. Pastor Robert will continue to share God's Word with us on the next edition of Main Thing Radio.